is so great and such a privilege to be stood in front of you this afternoon. Um, as Ruth mentioned, I joined the staff team in September. I'm Jess, by the way, in case you didn't get that. Um, started in September. I'm training to be a vicar. Yes. Let me just say to anyone who is thinking about becoming a vicar or has getting that little nudge from God, um, I have been dragged kicking and screaming still. Um, and so if you want to chat about it, I'm here. Um, I understand. Um, as I'm stood here talking to you, I thought I'd share a little bit about who I am, um, some very important facts. My first important fact about me is that I love pasta and rice. Rice got a bigger cheer. Really? Okay. Rice is the way forward. It is. <laughs> I love it. So if you invite me to your house or you want to cook me a meal, pasta, rice, or both. I'll take both. I'll take both. Second fun fact. I love awkwardness. Yeah. So this is going to be a lot of fun because I love silence. I love awkwardness. It's just amazing. Anyone else like awkwardness? Just the front row, which makes sense, which makes perfect sense. Everyone else in the back is like, I'm not going to raise my hand. I don't like awkwardness. Um, and then, um, yeah, a little bit about who I am. So, yes, I'm married to Aaron. Um, Aaron is amazing. You may have met him. He is an excellent host. Um, you may have been given a cup of coffee from him. Um, if you've been to any, any of our parties, he would have served you a gin and tonic. Um, if you haven't, then one day he will serve you that. Um, he also is on staff, so you may have seen his name at the bottom of an email if you give financially to the church, because uh, he's the finance manager. Those of you that don't give financially to the church, you're like, yeah, 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 sure, I know Aaron. Um, yeah. Um, and um, as Ruth mentioned, I've got a daughter. She's 10 months old. Um, her name is Matilda. Shout out to Matilda. Um, I have such a passion for hospitality. Um, I love making people feel welcome, whether you're five years old, 105 years old, um, whether you've been a Christian for a long time or you're not even a Christian, whether you think you're in the cool group or not. Um, there is no cool group, by the way, just to clarify. Um, <laughs> I love Kath. I love the encouragement, Kath. It's not too much. Never, you're not too much, Kath. Um, <laughs> I told you I love awkwardness. This is going to be great. Um, for those of you that are like me and really benefit visually from a PowerPoint, I'm about to disappoint you, so apologies. Um, there is no PowerPoint um, for today. So if you have a little, if you struggle to listen to me, do what you need to do. Fidget, stare at the floor, stare at me, do whatever you need. So apologies. Um, the PowerPoint was just a little bit too far for me. Um, we are working through a series called Name Above All Names, where we're looking at the names of God and finding out um, who he is, what his character is like. Um, and I have the privilege of talking about Yahweh Rohi, which obviously means the Lord is my shepherd. Um, Lois, the very talented Lois, is going to be preaching in the next service. So if you're really here for her, you might want to just... <laughs> get out and come back later. Just stay in your seat, actually, as well. Um, but you can listen to her on the podcast as well. Um, but first of all, I'm just going to pray for us. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for these people who are listening to what you have planned for them. I pray that you'd come by your Holy Spirit, fill this place, and let all the truth that um, these people need to hear just go straight to their hearts. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So as we are doing the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23 um, is a great reading. Now, please don't switch off. We've all, a lot of us have heard Psalm 23 before, and I'm encouraging you not to switch off. Uh, Psalm 23 is the one that is on many a tea towel, a mug, um, a coaster, a screensaver. You remember those? Screensaver. Um, and so I, what I'm going to do this afternoon is I'm going to focus on the first four verses of Psalm 23. Um, and I'm basically going to um, bust some myths about shepherds so we can really hear what God has um, planned for us this afternoon. So if you have a Bible with you um, or on your phone, please turn to Psalm 23. Ignore that message that just popped up on your phone. Ignore Twitter. Um, And we're going to read, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Fun fact that I didn't mention before is I have a a northern accent. Um, So those southerners amongst you would have not understood the path or the staff or any of that. Um, But please translate as you wish. Um, So before we move forward, um, we're, we're talking about a shepherd. And... I guarantee you that when I said the word shepherd, there will be, you would have thought of one of three things, okay? So behind door number one is a shepherd um, that I'm not referring to, but it is the nativity shepherd where you'll imagine a little five-year-old with a tea towel on their head. Um, That is not the shepherd we're talking about, so shut that door. Door number two is little Bo Peep from Toy Story. Did anyone have that, by the way? Just intrigued. No. Ah, little Bo Peep, not that shepherd either. And behind door number three, which is probably most of us, is the modern day shepherd. For me, it's a flat cap, uh, a Land Rover, a golden retriever, and maybe a sneaky little gun um, at the back. We're also not talking about that shepherd either. Um, And this will make a massive difference to how you read the psalm. When we know about the shepherd that is being talked about in the Old Testament, it will completely change what we think. So the name, Yahweh Rohi, for you wordy people, I'm just going to look at the word for a second. Please, please, I apologize for my pronunciation of Hebrew words. Um, And if you do know Hebrew, please teach me afterwards because I will ruin them. But the word Rohi is made up, it's a transliteration, so like a combination of two Hebrew words. One of them, I'm going to look at it, is Ruah, and the other one is Re'er. So Ruah basically means to shepherd um, and to tend a flock, which you would expect. But Re'er means friend or companion. And these two words make up Rohi. Not two words that you think would go together. And when we find these words in the Old Testament along with the word Yahweh, which is our God, Ruah is saying that he leads, he protects us and provides for us. This God is who we need to go to for all of our needs. And the re'er actually means an intimate relationship. So we find this word being used in Exodus 33 when God is talking to Moses face to face and it says, as a friend. So in the word rohi, we've got this, um, this combination of like authority, power and strength and then this intimacy and this closeness. And I just want to 
talk about, we, we've been talking about God's names. And we name things. We name our cats, our dogs, our children. Um, hopefully. Um, and, what we, and the way that we're talking about God's name is different. So, for example, my name is Jessica. Any other Jessicas? Yes. Where are you? I see you. And I see you. Yes. Any more? No. Um, so when my parents named me Jessica, there was some thought put into it. Um, I was born premature. And so my dad got sent out into the car park. He was not allowed to come back until he'd found, he'd come up with um, a girl name and a boy name. So my girl name is Jessica. Um, and Sometimes when we're given names, they're often names that our parents want us to live up to. My parents didn't know what Jessica meant, um, but it does mean God beholds. So Jessica's in the room. God beholds you, which is amazing. Um, But we often choose names so that our children can live up to them. My daughter Matilda has a specific name um, because it means something. But God's name is who he is. God's name is our Um, is our way of describing who he already is. He doesn't need to um, kind of like work up to this name of shepherd. It's us trying to describe who he is. So when I'm talking about these things, it's not that he's trying to be a shepherd. He already is. So we're going to look at four areas. We're going to look at he leads, he protects, he provides, and he's close. So let's start off with leads. So in Psalm 23, verse 3, It says, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. So we're talking about shepherds. You're going to get the theme. It's a lot of shepherd talk today. Um, And when I think of a shepherd guiding his sheep, my mind automatically goes to um, the film Babe, which is definitely showing my age because I Googled it and it came out in 1995. Um, Anyone else seen Babe? Let me see the oldies in the room. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so if you haven't seen Babe, it's a story about a shepherd and um, he, well, a farmer, and he has some sheep and he also has a pig called Babe. And the pig wants to become a sheepdog, so he basically learns how to gather sheep. Um, and so the, the image that I have of a shepherd leading sheep is basically something, someone from behind hitting the sheep, trying to get them to move, yelling at them from behind. But that's not what the psalmist is talking about when he talks about how he guides his sheep. The shepherd would have actually led from the front, not from the back. Now, if you've ever been led from the front, I have a fun story to share with you. Um, I went on holiday to South Africa with my parents when I was a teenager, um, and we went on safari in a game reserve. And it was a walking safari. Now, if you've been on a car safari, they will tell you that you should never get out of your car. It's very dangerous to get out of your car. Don't take a photo and get out of the car. Um, so there I was with my two guides and my parents on a walking safari. I was terrified. <laughs> um, the guides were really helpful. They said things like, whatever we tell you, you have to do it very quickly and don't ask questions. One of them was, um, if we tell you to climb a tree, climb a tree immediately. Now... These arms are not made for upper body strength. Um, So I was petrified. Um, But the walk started, and there were two guides, so two of them. So I was like, great, we've got this. And as we started walking, me being the kind teenager that I was, I let my parents go ahead of me. Um, So I was at the back. Um, And after a few seconds, I realized there was no one behind me. The guides, both of them, were leading from the front. 
And I felt extremely vulnerable, and I will confess, I did walk very quickly so that I caught up to my dad, um, and then he would slowly walk further behind me. So I, I ended up being in the middle. My dad was at the back. Um, but being led from the front is terrifying. Um, and what it's talking about in this psalm is that God leads us from the front, but we follow his voice. Shepherds speak, um, and the sheep know his voice. Even when there are other shepherds around, the sheep know their shepherd's voice specifically. They have a specific call. Um, they recognize his voice. Jesus describes this in John chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. He says um, he's talking about a good shepherd. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. It requires a lot of trust to follow someone um, and their voice, and you have to know their voice. It means that God is talking to us. Whether we listen or know his voice is a different story. Um, when I was pregnant with Matilda, I was furloughed from work, so there was a lot of TV watching and a lot of reading. Um, because it was mainly me and Matilda in the house, I would often read my books out loud so she could hear my voice. Um, some of them were good books, like Maya Angelou, like that. Um, and the other extreme was the history of Christianity, um, which, if you've read it, yes, um, it's a beast of a book. Um, but I would say it out loud so that she would recognize my voice. Aaron, my husband, on the other hand, wasn't um, in as much as I was in the house. Um, and so Matilda had to learn his voice. I was slightly worried um, that she was going to think that the, the narrator from Come Down With Me was her father. Um, <laughs> so I watched a lot of that. Um, but fortunately, Aaron spoke more than um, Come Down With Me. Um, and when she was born, she immediately recognized my voice and she recognized Aaron's voice. She turned towards us. And that's what we need to do. We need to make time to learn God's voice. It's a completely different sermon, but if you want some help with that, read Samuel, read about Samuel, read about Elijah. Um, we can listen to other people's voices to try and guide us, mainly because we think, um, because we want to do what they say. Sometimes we hear God's voice, but we want to go the way that our best friend wants to go or our parents are saying to go or the person on Instagram thinks it's a good idea. If you've been at KXC for a little while, you'll know that we say that we follow a guide and not a map. That is because we are being moved by the, God, by the person of God. We don't follow a map. And my question is, do you know that God is calling you today, prompting you and guiding you? Whose voice are we listening to instead? And what is God telling us that we want to ignore? So that's he leads. Now protects. Again, another sheep analogy, obviously. Um, so when I think about um, the sheep and the shepherd, I'm thinking of these lovely green rolling hills in the countryside. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, however, in Psalm 23, the shepherd and um, what he would do is he would leave his village and take his sheep to green pasture so that they could eat um, and so they could drink. But they would leave the village, not through a green, lovely field, 
but they'd go directly into the wilderness, through the wilderness. That is where the shepherd is taking. So when you use these, when you have these ideas of what a shepherd is, and they're things like little Bo Peep and a little nativity shepherd, um, it it doesn't work. Our shepherd is alert, he is strong, and he is ready to fight anything that would compromise the sheep's safety. So Yahweh Rohi is in the wilderness. God knows about the wilderness. It is not a surprise to him. He continues to lead you and he will protect you. In Psalm 23 verse 4 it says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Many of us will feel like the last two years has been a wilderness. And many of us would say that you'd been in a wilderness way before COVID even existed. And I want to tell you that God is there. He's protect you. It's not something that he um, just does. It's his responsibility to protect you. It's his name. It's his character. Sheep are absolutely useless. They have no defense. Um, if you've seen the little sheep memes, they're brilliant. Um, but they have no teeth, they have no claws, they have nothing. They are fully reliant on the shepherd. Do you know that God is capable today? Do you know that you are safe with him? Isaiah 40 says, See the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. So God leads and he protects. He also provides. The first two verses say, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. I don't know if you know this about sheep, because I know a lot now. Um, You can't make a sheep lie down. Dogs, yes. Horses, questionable. Um, Children, also questionable. Um, Sheep, definitely not. So you can't make a sheep lie down. Um, If you're anything like me, when I imagine that, I imagine, like, literally... um, Either a a parent trying to put their child to bed when they don't want to go, so you're making them go to sleep, um, or when when you're trying to get a dog to sit. The only reason why um, sheep will lie down is when they know that they've got everything they need, when they're fed, when they're watered, and they're safe. God knows what you need. It says that he leads them beside quiet waters. Now, I always thought this was just a lovely metaphor for like a lovely, peaceful place. Um, Again, something sheep, something about sheep. (laughs) Um, They don't like rushing water. I told you they were useless. Um, They're afraid of rushing water. So when it says he leads me beside quiet waters, it's because the shepherd knows that they'll only drink from a water that's still. And so God knows what you need. We are constantly looking for the next thing, the next job, the next shiny thing that Apple made, uh, the next relationship. Society is fe- feeds off this as well, so they make it feel like you need something else. 
but God can provide everything you need. You may have been come, you may have come today with like this list of things that you need God to do for you in order um, to be content or to be happy. But God knows what you need and he will provide it. It's in his name. So he leads, he protects, he provides, and then he is close. Now, the shepherds that we see nowadays, uh, they tend to, they don't drive a Land Rover. They might drive a Land Rover. They may drive another car. But what happens is they drive to the place where the sheep are. They um, do what they need to do. Obviously, you don't know about shepherding that much. <laughs> they do what they do. And then they come back to their home. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what they do. They just go and do their thing and then come back. Um, but they're far away. They're in a different place. But when Psalm 23 was written, the type of relationship that the shepherd had with the sheep was that their shepherd left the village with the sheep, and that was it. They were together, shepherd and sheep, and that was it. Their shepherd would lie down with the sheep at night to protect them. There was no one else. It was closeness, this intimacy. And it says, um, when Psalm 23 verse 4 says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The closeness isn't out of necessity, but it's out of choice. So when we talk about God, he is close. And I really feel like God today wanted to say, wanted me to tell you, remind you that every hurt, every disappointment, every painful moment that you've been in, he has been there with you. And he can heal you and rescue you. I don't know what your body does when I tell you that God is close. Maybe your body like recoils because you've resigned, you've, you'd resigned yourself to the fact that God was far away because if he was close, he would have helped you or you would have felt him. Or maybe your heart has leapt because you're like, yes, God is near. He has to be near. That's amazing. Or maybe you feel nothing at all. But the truth is that God is close. God came so close that he, through, um, he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus in uh, chapter, uh, John chapter 10, verse 14 to 15, describes himself as the good shepherd. He says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. He's describing that relationship similar to him, him and his relationship with the father. That's close. He's not far away. He's not driving in and doing whatever he does. And then driving away, he's close. Jesus laid down his life for us. A shepherd is a picture of sacrifice, of strength and persistence. He is active in his love and protection for you. The name Yahweh, Rohi, is the Lord is my shepherd. Yes, the sheep go out on a flock, but the name specifically is my shepherd. He's your shepherd. He leads, he protects, he provides, and he's close. I'm just going to take a moment before, I'm going to reread Psalm 23 slightly differently, but I just want to pause because there will be things that I've said that will have affected you somehow <laughs> there are things that I've said where you have you would um have been shocked where you've been where you haven't maybe where you believe like you don't believe it's true but God is a God who leads 
he protects, he provides, and he's close. So I'm just going to ask, maybe um, you can close your eyes, you can stare into the distance, you can do whatever you need to do. The Lord is your shepherd. You lack nothing. He makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside quiet waters. He refreshes your soul. He guides you along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though you walk through the darkest valley, you will fear no evil, for God is with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you.